everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast, where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and obviously, I'm joined by Chris Lewis today. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. I am feeling rested mm. more than I have in months, it seems. Yeah, you were in New York City? No, I was upstate? in upstate New York, um, visiting oh. a friend, meeting his baby for the first time, which also meant, you know, not a lot of raging. I went Mm-mm. to bed every night before midnight. What? I think the baby stayed up later than I did, honestly. I can't even imagine a world in which you do that. Like, you didn't go I out? Traveled. We traveled. Well, we went out. <laughs> baby okay. and toe. Love that. He just strapped to Max, my dear friend, and we had a great time. And I got to keep going. You, guys... you have a baby in a bar. Well, it was really the cutest baby I had ever seen. Like you were yeah, sending I'm very me lucky that my friends baby. have cute babies and not janky ones. Uh, he looked like a little cute little potato of a baby. You know, like we've, so we've all seen some janky ass babies, and we won't say whose. We have. But we've seen some yeah, but that's babies. true. You know, they can grow up to be beautiful people. Absolutely. As babies, if they really don't have much to offer other than their looks as babies. Literally, all they do is take things. They take away. They take and take. If they weren't cute. Well, I don't know. What have you been it. up to? Oh, um, well, it's my birthday coming up. So well, this is I... coming out two weeks from now. So your birthday is right, coming up. So I'll be two weeks past 30 when this comes I, out yeah and um or so no this is coming out next when- so how uh, was your party <laughs> <laughs> um i'm really excited i have like everything decorated like the webs are up the spiders the spooky ghosts like the candles like i'm so ready um i'm, I'm ready having to a get party i'm having a party um and I have a couple friends flying in for it, and I'm really, really excited. Nice. Yeah. I wasn't invited, guys. Listeners. You, you were. Three weeks ago. That's when everyone was invited. I know, which is crazy. If I was anyone flying in, I'm not buying plane tickets with three weeks to go. <laughs> I I need to get better about planning and like getting my shit together. Yeah, I'm just really send all an over e- the place. email. You knew you were doing this party in February. You could have just right. sent an email saying, hey, hold this date. I know. I really need to get my shit together. I'm really, I really feel very scattered lately. A paper, like, I what just... you feel? Yeah. You are. You don't need to feel. I know. Feelings, for, feelings suggest that you aren't. <laughs> Oh, well, I am scattered. Yes, I think we can live. We can move into a permanent We can live in that. You're right. You know what, Chris? That's a really good point. I am scattered. And maybe once you accept it, you can start changing. You know what? Wow. I think we just took a really big step. I think we did. We did. But you know what else we've done? What? We finished season three. I honestly didn't think this day would ever come. Not that it took us like... Did we take a break, or has this been the longest 18 weeks of, in recorded human history? Well, oh, we did take a break. <laughs> oh, yeah, we took quite a... Yeah, you mean um, when we our podcast was uh, canceled. When we were on pause. Yeah, we um, were on pause. Um, so it just feels like that. we've been... It just feels like we've been, like, 
living in season three for like a year. And it's like, I, haven't I seen love season three. I haven't season three. And so I'm so excited to watch something else. Season four. I know. I don't really, really. I mean, well, we know Aiden comes back. I love season four. Season four is like, for me, it's like, that's where I like live. Like, I love Motherboard myself. It's like one of my favorite episodes. said that about season three. And I think the cumulative score on this season we've given it. Yeah, what would would you give it? Well, we're going to do that later. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, I'm so happy to be finishing season three, heading into season four. Mm Mm-hmm. We're heading into crown season, sex lives of college girls. We're going to... We're in Love is Blind era. We'll talk about that another time. I can't Yeah, no, Chris and I, you guys, we are eating. If you're watching Love is Blind, Sam and I are getting on this mic again later this week. Mm -hmm. And we're going to review it all. Mm. And wow, 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 do I have some thoughts that will shock. Oh, on that goddamn I'm, show. I, I've never seen a more unhinged season of television ever. It doesn't even like make in a sense. long I can't time. It. It's I don't I never know what's about to happen. Okay, but we'll discuss going. it. We'll discuss it yeah. on Thursday. Um I don't think much else is going on in the Sex and the City cinematic universe. I we I feel like we've slowed set pictures. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm following Queen Sarita's friendship with Padma Lakshmi down to the minute. That's a friendship I gotta get in on. Wow. You need to start commenting. You need to start you oh, need to do you, what you did with the, Dr. Karen. The Pippen. amount of DMs I've sent to Padma Lakshmi by accident. You tend to send a lot of people DMs on accident. Yeah. Most of my DMs are just like I meant to mm-hmm. hit forward to someone, and it's just like, right. "Hey, Queen, you hey. look great today. Love you. Keep it up." Like we're not friends, right? Like, I don't know you, right? Except Karen Pittman, who please come on the pod. Yeah, you need to. We need to get that going. Got to reach out to our publicist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this episode. Cockadoodle do. Mm-hmm. What a when I that popped up on the screen, I was like, "What? That's what this is called." What a weird name for the episode. Well, if you think about a lot of the jokes we get in this one, hmm. yeah. Do we want to warn the people? Yeah. So I don't know if we did this warning up top for no ifs, ands, and buts. I think we did. But this one, did <sighs> this whole episode needs a trigger warning? Frankly, I am genuinely surprised <laughs> that it's still able. To it's stream. still on HBO Max, just without something ahead of it that says, "Hey, this was made in a different time." No, Chris. <laughs> like we don't. We it's we don't so stand by easily. These views. It's so easily watchable, and I'm shocked by it. Like, like I mean, they've done that for other pieces are, of art, for things they well, have like streaming. With, well, with if fans are butts, like, yeah, like it's not great. Like, but it's not. not good. I but would say this that, is like littered with like horrible. I like, would say throughout no the entire episode, and butts, like, fl- like just stumbles into racism. Like, just they tried right. to write, they tried, and it just. They slipped all around in racism. Right. This, this one is, like, is literally blatant. like they sat down and just wrote transphobia. Yeah. <laughs> click, 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 click. Let's go. So just as an FYI, we are well aware that this episode is problematic, that it is incredibly transphobic, that like it's out of it's, control. It's crazy. 
Sam and I here are going to do the best job we can as two mm. cisgendered people to discuss this episode in a respectful manner, but mm. are aware that like that we are not of that community. Um, mm-hmm. But woo, I've got some thoughts. Yeah. Well, because can I tell you when I remembered this episode and I knew that this was coming, I remembered it very differently. Like I remembered it happening just like in one scene i didn't remember it like being talked about at conversations at lunch like it's throughout the entire episode it's like woven through and it's (laughs) it won't stop really it doesn't it's a train that does not stop and i really thought it was like just the one scene and like that was it Mm -hmm. cock-a-doodle-doo is the transphobic train that always arrives on time always yeah. Let's get so. into it with a little episode synopsis. Mm-hmm. So Carrie ponders if she is the problem in her life. Charlotte and Trey finally make it into Harbor. Miranda oh. confronts her, her patterns. And mm-hmm. Samantha is transphobic as the whole episode is. <laughs> it's really so it's, bad. It's just a wild what's going on. And I'm on. laughing just because it's so fucking crazy. Like and Genuinely, they added like a little like documentary before Gone with the Wind of a woman who just comes out and is like, look. We're sorry. We mm-hmm. and like this poor black was she's like apologizing for this movie and mm-hmm. putting it into context. This needs a trigger warning. Like boom boom. These yeah. are not their stories. We These made are- this up. <laughs> we are sorry. Michael Patrick King should have to personally apologize to ever. A hundred percent. And like, I feel like no one talks about this episode. Everybody talks about the episode when Samantha dates dates the black guy. Like everyone talks about that. No one talks about this episode. Honestly, I thought when I, I mean, I wanted to do a cursory Google of, and just to see like, um, think pieces and yeah i mean and certainly it's mentioned as being incredibly problematic but i really thought that perhaps during our enlightened more conscious understanding of the trans community this would have been a piece of work that was deeply like talked about Mm -hmm. um didn't didn't see it it. the most i got was laverne cox saying like yeah that episode is some bullshit but i like sex the city Right, like it's really weird. Like, I, I, well, I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's, <laughs> yeah, for sure. What do you? Yeah, for, I mean, we don't have a choice. Do <laughs> you we? really? We'll get into it. Yeah, sadly. Um, I don't know. What did you? I mean, of course, I think right up top, I, we like this episode a great mm-hmm. deal. I did say I have a problem with like the theme of this one because I couldn't quite land on it. It's like. The theme is about whether or not they are the problems in their relationships. But then there's mm-hmm. also this kind of undercurrent of whether or not the women have good lives as told through, you know, Roosters on a Roof, which was a shock. Let's just hear the monologue and get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Later that night, I got to thinking about men and women and relationships. Or more to the point, how women feel men disappoint them in relationships. Then a radical, almost earth-shattering thought popped into my head. What if everything isn't the man's fault? After a certain age and a certain number of relationships, if it still isn't working and the exes seem to be moving on and we don't, perhaps the problem isn't the last boyfriend, or the one before him, or even the one before him. 
Could it be that the problem isn't them, but horror of horrors? Land is it plane, us, Carrie? <laughs> All right, two things. One thing I do want to say is I have been told people want us to shut up during the clips. Oh, they do? Yeah, they don't care. For oh, is that why you were silent? Yeah. I, and you just I, let me just run and I was, Like, I, I, I feel I relayed that to her, and she's not, she's, there she goes again, still squawking. <laughs> People have been I like, you know, we love to hear from you all, but, like, shut the fuck up during the claps. <laughs> really taking down our reviews, if you haven't noticed. Wow. People don't. They want us to shut up. In fact, I think they just prefer if they listen, if we just play the episode, frankly, and we shut up completely. Are you serious? Yeah. And I want to explain to them is that there is a difference. Previously, we could not hear the clips. Now we can. And sometimes it is just awkward for us to sit here and stare. So if you're watching on YouTube, sometimes we'll just dance, but we'll try to be quiet. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm shook. Yeah, they, they. Yeah, it's taking us down. One person said, "I love this podcast with two out of five because they won't show." Oh up my god, me. good for the most part, but please, as another of you mentioned, stop talking over the clips. You guys, yeah, you're heard. They want us, um, you're heard. Uh, you're silent. heard. And again, but I want to tell you all that reviews are not the place for to leave us criticism. If you love the mm. podcast, give us five. If you want yeah. us to shut up during the clips, email us at shortcomingspodcast.com. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, well, first, that fucking monologue. Oh my it god. Like I was saying as I was rudely simple. discussing during the clip playing, I was like, land the plane, Carrie. Yeah, it's too long for the simple idea of like, hey, do I have anything to do with my breakups? And to that I say, Carrie, what? Yes. Like, get you to literally therapy. Cheated on your, <laughs> you cheated on your boyfriend. But and you broke up with Big. Just in, just in general, you have to understand that, of course, you have something to do with your brain. Of, of course, it's you. Right. It's both of you. Of course. What is, you're a 34-year-old woman. How is, and she's talking it. about this like a revelation. Like, this mm-hmm. has never occurred to me. And Chris, I got it. I don't think it has. A no, it's oh, no, 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 no. It's Like, she's finally. really having this revelation for the first time. I mean, but how do you feel men disappoint women in relationships? Because um, where to begin? Speaking love is blind. Men are scary. Men are so scary. Um, I think we were actually given false hope by Sex in the City because men aren't this even this good in real life. I want to no, give Chris, for a bit because what I think that the show doesn't mimic in real like the men on Sex in the City aren't scary. Like I. I'm trying to think of a man. I mean, of course, there's like the asshole. Um, Jim, remember that who guy scary. who was like, was it John Bon? No, it wasn't John Bon Jovi. Was it the guy who like showed up and took all his clothes off outside her window? And I think he was oh, an the AA. alcoholic. He was scary. Yeah, yeah no, okay, Jim you're Gaffigan, right. Who won't close the door? All right, you're shouldn't. naming a lot of people. Men on the show are scary. Men are scary. Remember that guy who care, uh, Charlotte brings to her apartment? He keeps going, wow, wow, it keeps wow, going, you're wow. rich. Wow, you got a lot of money. My ex was an heiress. Wow, he was terrifying. <laughs> so scary. Okay, the only so man on this scary. show I'm not terrified of is Capote Duncan and Kevin. Which is insane. The only man and I'm Tom. not scared of is Tweety. Oh, that piece of shit. Anyway, um, how do men disappoint us in real life? Um, I don't constantly. I don't know if I. Yeah, I'm like I don't know. If Overwhelmingly really into words. Yeah, they let us down. After a certain age, it's just like, is the age 34? It took you that long? <laughs> I'm just, Carrie's wild. I just, 
as I'm gearing up to turn 30, like Carrie. Girl. It's just so fun this watch. Like I will be 34 in December. Will I be mm. 35? No, I'll be 34. Circle back to that. Well, I'll let you guys know <laughs> next week. But I believe I'll be 34. It is so uh -huh. interesting to watch this show at her age. And I'm like, I have learned these lessons, sweetie. Like, I feel like I didn't leave the University of Maryland still thinking, like, it's all the men's fault. Yeah. So I got to take some handle on this myself. You, but you are very self-aware. Like, yes, I'm often, you... I'm aware when I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, you're very aware of, like, your role in things. Um, Even when I am Carrie... wrong. Right. And Carrie genuinely is like, I don't know. And it's like, Carrie, you're the one that broke up with Big. You well, the first time. Aiden. Right. But it's like, that's a breakup. Yeah. And then did he? Yeah, he breaks up with her. Although, no, it's kind of mutual no. the second time. Because with the fries, when, the French fries. When he goes to Paris and then he comes over the next day. And then, mm -hmm. that one to me feels more mutual. Yeah. Clearly Aiden. It was definitely her fault with the politician. <laughs> She wouldn't be on him. And he was like, I don't want to be with someone who writes a sex column. I'm trying to be president one day. God, I wish he would be president. Better than I a lot. want a world where... <laughs> I want to touch back on John Slattery as Bill Kelly in and just like that. Like, I just... Maybe like a cameo. Like, he's now the governor. What I give. I mean, John Slattery is palling around with Christine Bransky over on The Good Fight, and I mm. am horny. Let's just okay, dive in. I know gotta that get I in and get broken... out. Yeah. And I know I have it broken down here by plot line, but frankly, I don't even want to get into it that way. I, I refuse to pull a clip for it. It's too, you can't pull one moment that doesn't include a crazy no. amount of slurs, of derogatory jokes, jokes that don't make sense. Like, it's mm. like, I mean, the amount of times that care that the whole conversation is that they're. And again, before I say this, this is the show, not me. Half yeah, men and half is... women, as if trans women. Who did J.K. Rowling write this? Is this a Harry Potter episode? <laughs> the fuck out of here with this! <laughs> wild. It's wild. Oh my god, it's fucking great. The Chris, like at the to quote scene? you, my eyes were bugging out of my head. Like the whole episode, the brunch scene was the craziest thing I've ever. I've seen in a long time. I mean, not, it was nuts. It, it puts it was an episode big of African American News. cock to shame. It puts oh, um, that's nothing. Isn't bisexuality to just a layover to Gayville? Oh, isn't that on the way to Ricky Martin? It's like this is all that to me is like a gleaming, shining beacon on a hill of representation compared <laughs> to how in the muck this episode is. It's so bad, you guys. And we're probably driving people to watch it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, now that I'm thinking okay. about it, we're like, okay. you guys, it's, cra I, it's I the did, craziest I piece of television we've ever up. seen. Um, it okay. does seem like the actors who played Destiny, China, and Joe, while I believe them to be queer, they're not mm. even, I believe, and correct me if identify. I'm wrong if you know, that these are not trans women, one thing I did want to note, strangely, is is that this whole storyline and the idea that trans sex workers, which is, we never land on trans female sex workers, and we don't ever once land on that phrasing. No. 
are sleeping with nude men from New Jersey is strangely mm-hmm. reminiscent of the first season of Pose as there is a character, a man yes. from New Jersey who's coming in to sleep or who has a dalliance with, I think it's Angel in the first season played yep. by my King Evan Peters. And mm-hmm. it's just like, is there a kernel of truth that men from New Jersey like are it just felt strange to have that connective thread from right. this shit episode to like this groundbreaking piece of work years later yeah. pose that would actually create community and tell trans stories in an appropriate way. Right. But wow, like, that's wow. actually really great. Like, what's going then, on? Like, what's going on in New Jersey? By the way, not that I'm kink or sex shaming those men. They should do whatever they want also. They live their and life. we love them and Frank and I loved Pose. Mm-hmm. Loved Pose. I did kind of, and I wish the episode could have lived in the space of the scene where Samantha goes out and reasons with them and kind of talks to them like, hey, look, you know, I've got nothing with a little, well, though, when she said a little something, something, I was like, guys, no, we don't need to trick into the, like, what is this weird voice? But the snap. <laughs> no, she literally, she said a little something, something, and then she went like this. Like, Sammy Jones, we don't need that. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. And then she's throwing water. They're throwing eggs. Oh, she dumps a bucket on them. This is, oh, my God. She, Can we talk about the guy she was fucking? He was hot. Well, didn't have a he name. He was so insane. He was like the, he was it was the, the least sexy, though, sex I think we've ever seen Samantha have. Ever. It didn't seem he like was there like, was any like, relationship. So hot and can shift to his pelvis and hers. It just a lot is. of like, mm-hmm. and he put a great ass on him when he was slipping his little pants on. Juicy, yeah. Was, so baby, I was you're a crazy. Fan. Didn't he say like, "Baby, you're crazy"? Yeah, he also said, "You're gonna go, Lorena Bob," implying she's gonna go downstairs and cut their dicks off. Which is just like, again, we don't. <sighs> Hmm. Yeah. They do come to some sort of come to Jesus that we see off screen and they then do. we're all palling around on the roof. And maybe this storyline, again, maybe had we gotten a beat where they actually recognize each other's humanity and we see something that brings us to the rooftop moment. Because mm-hmm. I actually do, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later with Carrie's kind of final monologue. I like the kind of easy chemistry between the girls on the roof, both the foursome and everyone, the flirtinis. Sarah Jessica Parker dips into another one of her, you know, straight. If we had a little something, something, we also, I need to see you turn first, sister. Um, <laughs> I hate that so, so much. It makes me like, cr- like, it makes me, it's cringy. But it is kind it of is. like, look, you know, white women go white women. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, I don't know. I don't know if we did that. Well, no, we absolutely gave the storyline more justice than it deserved. We are talking about it more than I thought we would. Yeah. I thought, but it's hard not to when it really was such a big part of this episode. It's so upsetting. And when you go back and watch it, just know, I firmly believe that, I mean, I have this question here. Is this the most problematic sex in the storyline city Sex in the storyline? Yeah, is sex in the storyline? Is this problematic? City? Yeah. You just said sex in the storyline city. Is this the most problematic storyline in the show's history? 
Yes. The second movie. <laughs> when we basically oh, I'm talking the entire show. of the show, yes. Yeah, I'm talking the show. The movie, the second one. The is, second movie is. There's a ride. It's a roller yeah. coaster. But this one is definitely of the original show, and this might be the most problematic episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I did want to look up, if you're actually interested in learning about trans activism and representation, Netflix does have a great documentary called Disclosure. You will learn a lot more about the community than from this episode. Yeah. And let's see if we get a trans person in season two of... Oh, I guess we have Che. Although Che yeah. is non-binary. I'm not sure if yeah. they're trans. No, I don't no. know. I, I think, think Che is they just don't non- identify. Che is a non-binary person, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right, let's get into Rambo, Miranda. Oh, my gosh. I've never related to Miranda. Let's just hear her ordering Chinese food and then get into it. Okay. I think this is why people love Miranda. Because you're not going to see any of the other Sex and the City gals just at home ordering Chinese food, Mm -mm. getting the same thing time and time again. I feel like the whole, and I've never read this book, and maybe those ladies will come on this podcast one day, the Every Outfit on Sex and the City ladies. I would love. We should all be Mirandas. But for a reason, I feel like isn't that book about like Miranda is righteous and right and good. And I think what people like actually relate to Miranda about is that she's a garbage person. Yeah, she loves garbage TV. She watches trash reality TV. She sits at Mm home all day, like, ordering Chinese food. She eats cake out of the garbage. Like, this is the Miranda we all are like, that's us. Yeah, that's us. I really was watching her, and I was like, wow. Like, that's literally me. Where Carrie has, like, this aspirational quality to her where it's like oh that's so chic she has like sweaters in her stove and she goes out to eat every I night it's like argue all i'm miranda the other women are aspirational right? right like if you feel like oh i'm i enjoy sex and i'm sex positive and i date a lot then samantha is this like crazy aspirational kind of mm-hmm. larger than life figure charlotte lives in this gorgeous apartment and wants to be in his wealthy and always and put together to and... Men and always put together Miranda shows up like a bat out of hell. <laughs> so crazy. Ordering Chinese I love food, her. acting the fuck up. She really is like, she's so upset that this woman laughed at her. And I would be too. I'd be like really upset. I just want my food delivered. I like... Right. Because then it makes me wonder like, well, what did she eat that night? Although you know? it's kind of fun. Like, I don't. I mean, thank God technology has solved this problem for us. Like, when's the last time somebody ordered food over the phone? Oh, my God. The thought of, like, having to call an order. I would definitely cook had. more meals if I didn't have to, if I had to actually speak. If it was, someone. like, anonymous. Yeah. like. And I would never call the same restaurant all the time because I'd be afraid of this very thing. Of this? Yeah. Exactly. I get scared. Like, one time I had the same dr- delivery driver, like, in the same day. Is that when you text him, hey, boo? 
That was really messed up. <laughs> um, I also just wanted to say, if you're a Sandra Bullock fan, one of my favorite rom-coms is Two Weeks Notice. Oh. And with her and Hugh Grant. And she has a kind of running motif through that movie of ordering Chinese food. And in that movie, it's that she orders too much. And the woman's always like, two plates? And there she's like, no, no. She's like, just me. Just me. Yeah. Um, but I love two weeks notice. Uh, sad Donald Trump appearance in that movie. Much like Sex in the City. So he Ugh. will pop up. And Home Alone. And the nanny. Ugh, he was everywhere. He was anyway. Running amok and he still is. Still, fortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Carrie and Miranda are bopping down the street. She's recounting the story and they run. They in look the beautiful. Can I just say? I thought Carrie looked a goddamn mess. And that white braid top. I, I thought Miranda loved, looked gorgeous. I love that shirt on Carrie. It what looked, no, I, 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 a lot of Carrie looks this episode. I was like, well, what's going on? What's happening? What is this? What is the future? I was worried. Chris, I was dying over her outfits. With I the exception think of I the literally thought to myself, look. no, the whole episode, I go, she's never looked better. I thought she what? looked like she'd been literally dragged behind a car for like three hours. What? That shirt was a shock. With the, the fringes? Yes. I don't like fringe. I loved. I usually she, don't she, either, She's never really looked more her. like she should date Aiden. Let's just put it that way. Maybe that was the point. Yeah. So they run into old Steve and Aiden and their ugly dogs. And I say this as someone who loves dogs more than anyone who walks this planet. But those dogs, I'm not a fan of. What did you um, think of seeing Aiden again? I hated his little facial hair he had going. I thought they really wanted to bring him back one more time, make him look awful, to scrub him up nice next season. Yeah, because he looked terrible. I also but I do have to... <laughs> oh, go ahead. I don't know. It was so funny when Carrie was like, what do we do? Give you guys a drinking problem? Like, Carrie, why are you saying that? Oh, I like, she's so uncomfortable in that moment. She's so uncomfortable. I, this, the scenes between Miranda and Carrie really do make me laugh. Like when they're hiding and she's like, well, we have two options. We either <laughs> we can walk run that the way other or way. we move, we move into the And film. then Miranda, and then uh, Kristen, not Kristen Davis, Cynthia Nixon makes the acting choice to actually turn around and like, well, we could. I could live here. It was so funny. They were so cute. And I guess I forgot. Have they already run away from Steve down the street? And he shows up and says, that's so fucked up. Has that already happened? Or is that yes, the Yes, because then you yelled at me about that. Because <laughs> you were like, this man like shows up to her doorstep. Oh, yeah. He's on, he's a terrorist. Because you were like, cause he was like, you're an asshole. And you're like, you're the one showing up to your Yeah, you literally house. showed up at my doorstep. Oh, I'll run away from anyone I want on the street. Yeah, so we've already we've been there. Who buzzed him up? The doorman probably knew him. Fucking, that's why you need Tommy, the doorman. He would never. He would never. My king. Although he probably would, as he left his post to his go fucking Samantha on the couch. Yeah. Hmm. Um. What? But one thing I did want to say about the run-in with Aiden is it feels oddly inconsequential like i'm not even sure like it, there's something about aiden that they really do continually layer on that she does not care for this man like she, she runs into him and it, it's almost like she's like well whatever i'm still thinking about big yeah like it's just so like it is so surprising upon this rewatch how everyone came to love aiden so much because 
if we're seeing him through the prism of Carrie Bradshaw, she does not like this man. She thinks he's fine. Like, he's a nice guy. He's good looking. But, like, that's all he's got. But she likes the idea that he loves her so much. Like, that's what she loves. I know. And when he's like, look who it is. I'm like, can you shut the fuck up and go shave? I do have to laugh when Marina was like, oh, my God, the dog got so big. I'm like, the dog is literally the same size. And he's, and he's like, oh, he's going to college. He's going to college next year. <laughs> what do you think of the presentation of Jessica and M- Mandy or whatever the fuck the other one's name was? They were Miranda and Carrie, but in different fonts. Oh, I completely disagree because I felt like they yeah. should have. I wanted it to go that route. Like, give them the same. Like, I was like, let's have them have they the have same, the same hair haircut. Let's... No, that girl. Like, I felt like they really gave them. Like, they came. Look, those girls are cute, mm-hmm. adorable actresses. Definitely felt like. Um, let's say this show aired on HBO. They were like CBS. Wow. Is that on time? Uh, no, I thought. That they were trying to make them be very similar, but also the opposite of them. Like the one girl with brown hair, it was super curly, just like Carrie's, but it was dark brown hair. Yeah, no, no. I felt like we were at Kmart with those girls. Wow. I I love that you were like HBO, not or CBS, not HBO. And then you're like, we're at Kmart. We found them in the garbage. They were beautiful girls. I mean, and, and, and no shade to CBS. Of course, they gave us the good fight. Yeah, like, <laughs> with, watch with yourself. Um, Julian Margulies is everything to me. Yeah. But then Miranda heads home, and she goes full-ass Rambo. Like, could you imagine hanging up, running down there? No. To scream I... at this woman, and she quickly figures out what all, I think, white women should. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. No. Like, just chill. Actually, that's not even a thing for all white That is, like, what I tell everyone when people will say, like, oh, I was really worried this person was, like, think talking about me. I was like, literally think about how they often are not you thinking are thinking about, about anyone else. You're always thinking about yourself, and so is everyone else. Yeah. No one thinks about anybody but themselves. And that's With just the exception true. of when I was in old San Juan, and I thought the entire time everyone speaking Spanish was talking about me. Well, I, I mean, like, it's I easier can't... said than done to not think like that. Like, And I was like, I can't do anything about this because I'm not even 100% sure they are. <laughs> I'm sure they were like, that guy is just ordering another rum drink and I have, he's on his fourth plate of beans and rice. And roll his ass off of this island. Oh my but God. Then she runns into Steve. Ugh, oh. He's sitting there slurping up noodles. There's too many, I got way too many crunchy things. Sit down. What did that, what kind of crunchies? Like, I've eaten a lot of Chinese food in my life, and I don't know what he's talking about. Well, he's eating soup. You know those little, like, there are, like, those little crunchy things that you can scatter in soup, but those aren't something oh. I would just snack on. It's not something I'd offer I don't think like, he knows that it goes in the soup. No, I don't think he knows the goddamn thing. <laughs> but at this point, Miranda and... Carrie have gotten into their argument and I did appreciate the kind of honest revelation between these two mm-hmm. and Miranda seeking out kind of like was my judgment bad how awful was our breakup and I did have to say I think that this is the Steve that people must be defending when they defend Steve because he extends such grace and kindness to her mm-hmm. yeah 
And That's I just wish like this, him. but I wish this Steve existed within the context of their relationship. Maybe it did. He's bouncing that ball it. everywhere during the relationship <laughs> and like being an idiot and insecure and showing up in a yellow corduroy suit, not like being a nice, maybe kind person. Showed, maybe he learned from that. What did he learn in the next season? What happens in the next one? I guess he gets his ball cut off and then they have Brady. <laughs> Yeah, that's And then true. he's got condoms that he's fucking that nice woman everywhere. Debbie <laughs> got condoms in his baby bag. I hate You're Steve. right. God, the way I can just jump ship with Steve, like <laughs> I'm on the ship and then you say two things and I'm like, you're right. He's a Fuck menace, Steve. this guy. But I did. He really, really is. When she found all those condoms in the baby bag, I screamed. I couldn't believe it. Like his what a defense fucking is like, asshole. what do you care? Yeah, I'm not fucking you or something. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> can My you call God. it no wonder brady's such a dick <gasps> true brady brady definitely brady got is... it from his papa brady got it from his papa i hate that guy but i did like him in this one scene also i felt that he um brought his um accent work down a bit he chilled he yeah he, he wasn't out. like hopped up on like five cups of coffee like i feel like david <laughs> eigenberg is usually in every scene <laughs> yeah and then I do appreciate that there's this nice beat at the very end that Miranda says, you know what, I'm going to order something new. And I really love the uh, cut to the waitress who's like, oh, fuck me. Can you just get what you always get so I can go sit the fuck down? <laughs> she she's, so over she's so over it. I love that woman. She's an icon. But do you... Um, I feel that that's meant to signal like this new rejuvenated Miranda like she's going to try at the that if this is the beginning like right we talked last week that HBO always does the penultimate episode is kind of the denouement ending of the season mm -hmm. and then we're setting up for season for the next season and the finale I feel like we're we're to meant to see here Miranda's gonna try to do some work on herself mm -hmm. maybe be a little less judgmental more open-hearted do we feel she gets there? From what I can remember in season four, I'm not sure she does. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Because she gets pregnant. I guess that's a no, big change. What my mind immediately jumps to is when Aiden's like, you know, Steve's like needs to call you. And she's like, what? Like, is he still in love with me? And he's like, well, he's cancer. No, he's got like, ball oh, I was going to call it ball cancer. <laughs> Which I'm sure Steve does in that episode. He's got testicular cancer. <laughs> right. But like. I don't think she changes. I think no. I think we Rambo gonna Rambo. Rambo's gonna Rambo, and white women are gonna white women. I cannot wait to get to that episode, Bells of the Ball, when they're playing pool and Samantha just keeps going. I've got one ball left. I know he's so upset. And then she's like, "I dated a guy with the biggest balls. I could barely fit one in my mouth." Gary's like, can you, can you cool it? Like, like <laughs> I can't. Season four is that girl. I can't wait. It's so funny. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. <laughs> I have a friend, uh, Joy, and I from college, and we would say that to one another constantly whenever we saw a pool table. Chris, it's so funny. I can't wait. Uh, just because he Steve's like in the back, like. <laughs> just like eyes bugging out and he's like I'm gonna go get another beer and everyone's like can you cool it and she's like what mm. <laughs> no and then she's like 
Oh. Oh, yeah. He's only got one ball. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. You're so good at voices. It's so funny. Um, let's okay. get into Charlotte, who has one of the more... Actually, she doesn't have a lot of screen time in this episode, but I felt it was quite um, resonant, which she does have. So that's why I gave her the coveted second to carry spot, because I just... I love where Charlotte is in this episode because she's too. devastated. She's worried she's gonna, she'll never be single again. She'll always be divorced, which I think is, um, that's kind of the first time I had ever heard that sentiment. The idea that like, yeah, you, you are not going back to being single. You right. are now divorced. Like that, that's a whole different state of being. Yeah. Um, but she's divorced without kids. And at this point, right, just separated. But she's made a decision that we've all made. So let's hear it and then talk about who's the real relatable queen. I wish there were no men. Oh, God, call someone. She's gone insane. If there were no men, then we wouldn't feel hurt. And we wouldn't be disappointed. And we wouldn't be spending our entire night sitting here obsessing about them. I'm so over men. What? I am. Been there, girl. Who ha who amongst us haven't given that monologue and then had your friends with you like, bitch? The way Sarah Jessica Parker looks at her is like, girl, like, come on. Yeah, like, mm, I think you need to shut up. No, it's so She's funny. Like, I mean it. It's like, come on. I'm going to do it. I mean it this time. It's literally me every time I delete Tinder. I'm like, I got it. I'm out out yeah like i've had it yeah no all we've all been there i all been there i now. feel her in my bones in that moment <laughs> swearing off oh, men for sure and i just love that the other the other ladies are like no like come on you can't do yeah. it yeah none of us can right and she's back at their apartment she's back at her old apartment um and she's unpacking and knock 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 is trey mcdougall at fucking 4 a.m., hard as a rock. Ready to fuck. And we get, a, we, the whole part of this episode is for the eggs to be thrown at Samantha mm -hmm. and for this cock joke mm -hmm. for Trey. Yeah. Whew, not since, it's been a minute since they've had, it's not since that goddamn horse in season two. Have we like planted an animal? Why is it they always have an animals? Just like, all right, we got the ducks, before. the ducks, that horse. All right, let's throw some roosters on Carrie's roof. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I think we could have yeah. landed somewhere else. We really could have, but wow. What did you He's think of um, his, his Trey coming in and ready and raring to go? Re hot. Go. So hot. He looked and I love so how fucking good. And Charlotte looked beautiful. Oh, she's, she's like so excited. And she's like, oh, Trey, but we're separated. But she's literally like unbuttoning herself and thinking about Schooner. <laughs> she's a mess. Her Rebecca really wanted Schoon Schooner. It was a WAP, Rebecca. It was time. <gasps> hey. <gasps> but after the nice, you know, what seems probably to be great sex, they... I, I loved this, and this is really why oh. she gets this coveted spot, is I think the scene of them sitting on the floor, first and foremost, they really do just look like the ideal couple you put on top of a cake. I mean, mm -hmm. so cute together, and they are able to be honest that, like, although Charlotte isn't honest enough, she doesn't really say, like, hey, I used your mom's, like, Vulcan mind trick to get you to, in, to marry me. 
-hmm. but Trey admits that um I don't even know that I wanted to be married really and this had more to do with expectations and I really appreciate that Charlotte's response is kind of like yeah I know something about that um Mm -hmm. but that there is real love there there is and when he said to her like like you're like the person what did he say to her? If I was going to do it, I but knew you, it would, would like it would be with you it, because you're so wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I was like, so that's really sweet. sweet. Yeah. And it felt like a real conversation and it felt really beautiful. And they looked beautiful in the scene. Like her hair looked stunning. Like they just it was sweet. And I think Charlotte has really just been through it this season. Mm-hmm. And more than anything, watching it as we've like reviewed it over the past 18 18 episodes and then also had three months basically to sit around twiddling ourselves thinking about Charlotte as I do every day. Um, Yeah. She, this is such a nice ending to that. Now, did Charlotte get married at the end of season three, right? No, she gets married Mm mid-season because it's after the affair. Okay, so it's been three months since Carrie. Wow, Carrie and Aiden have only been broken up for about three months. What? Right, because Charlotte says at one point, like, my marriage, it says something about her marriage of three months. Like, she's separated after three months. And if Carrie and uh, they broke up at her wedding. So Wow. Wow. Time is a crazy thing on this show. I know. It just doesn't make any sense. It'll be interesting Mm -hmm. to see if we're able to track in season four how long it's been, how long it takes for until Ghost Town when they get back together. Like, is that six months? Is that a full year? It took right. Aiden to want to take her back. And, I know, think it was her. a year. So, yeah. But it's been three months since then. But, wow. What a three months we've had. We spent a lot of time in L.A., you know? We we sure did. We sure and I'm did. missing Matthew McConaughey, who's getting a lot of references on Love is Blind. But we'll talk about that on Thursday. <laughs> Matt ain't no Matthew McConaughey. Oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> but I don't want to get into it. Let's get into old CB. Yeah. This is really fucking stupid, guys. <laughs> I was like, this we roof, both paused like we're on that adjacent in. roof. Mm-hmm. Hockadoodle doing. I mean, what a dumb fucking storyline. <laughs> and also, I had to rewind multiple times to figure out where that window is, but it's in her kit in her bathroom. I was like, oh. Carrie has a window. Oh. It's in her bathroom front door. Because I was like, where is she going? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm always trying to figure of that apartment ever since uh che and miranda yeah yeah we've Do all been trying did. to just settle ourselves and figure out like how could she have even seen that right through that mirror oh. um i love this actress though i just found her voice so soothing the um veterinarian who's don't worry they have a lovely life well i mean like, i will no, say if okay. i went and complained about roosters on my roof and then they were like oh you know, we rescued them from a cockfight, but we can put them in the basement. I'd be like, oh no, like, that's okay. She did I tell her, say. but don't worry, they'll be fine in the basement. Yeah, I would still feel terrible. Oh, I wouldn't. I would have been right where Carrie was at the middle of the episode. She'll get those fucking roosters off the roof, throw them in, <laughs> get them inside. I can't have people like bothering my sleep. And then she's trying to rest. She's got a fucking face mask on. She's trying to nap during the day. Mm-hmm. And old Big gives her a call. He gives her a call of a lifetime, and he wants to get together for lunch. Mm-hmm. Big is circling back. 
God damn it. Like, it's have the top we, of his again. new year. He's in his new year. He's circling back yeah. after the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate the idea that, and God knows, like, girls used to do this, like, occasionally, like, girls, the TV show, not just girls mm-hmm. in general, would do I was these like- episodes. So it's where it would be like, and now we're following the boys. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No one ever went, or Grey's is famous for this. It's like, let's watch the men all fish. Like, n- n- no. No That's one That's not even the plot that. of this show. We want to see them in right. surgery. I don't see anybody right. fishing. Right. Except Christina Yang. Um, <clears throat> but I appreciate that we never really, like, follow big. And yet, if the a part of this episode is the idea of ruminating on relationships, I appreciate that they leave enough breadcrumbs to the idea that Big is also trying to figure something out. And of course, we we have heard um, after she leaves him, I think, are they going? I don't remember where they're going at the end of season one, where she doesn't go. I think, like, somewhere tropical. Oh, St. Bart's or something. Yeah, something like that. And he says, like, oh, I listen to a lot of, um, like, jazz music and drink whiskey. And then we'll see next season when Willow, the movie star, breaks up with him that he can really spiral i appreciate that there's enough here without us really digging into big to understand that he isn't just like breaking up with her and like all right let's go right like he has feelings for her yeah and he's trying to figure it out a little bit in like the first movie there's like that holiday montage and he's sitting alone at a restaurant Mm -hmm. right we i think our instinct would be like oh big breaks up and he's going like getting out of the town calling his Mm -hmm. usual hoes i think he's like ruminating a little bit more than we'd like but i appreciate that the show doesn't waste our time with like a Mm -hmm. and now here's a big episode yeah oh god (laughs) but then carrie and miranda are vintage shopping and we got to get into what is one of the centerpiece scenes of this entire show Mm mm-hmm I met Miranda at my favorite thrift store to dig for buried treasure. Hey, do you think I can get away with a hang in there baby halter top? I don't think anybody can get away with a hang in there baby halter top. <laughs> do you want to go to the Hopper exhibit Saturday afternoon? Oh, I can't. I have to work. I lied. I don't have to work. I'm meeting Big for lunch and I didn't think you'd approve. Wait, you're meeting Big? He called. He sounded upset and he said he needed to talk. Since when does Big talk? What does that mean? He's upset about Natasha leaving. You know, okay, you know what? I'm not holding your hand through this again. I'm not asking you to hold my anything. We're just having lunch. (laughs) It's a huge mistake. It is not a huge mistake. It's lunch. Wake up, Carrie. How many more times are you going to go through this? He is bad for you. Jesus, every time you get near him, you turn into this pathetic, needy, insecure victim. And the thing that pisses me off the most is that you're more than willing to go right back for more. I am not going back for more, and I can't even believe... I can't believe you would say that to me. If you start up with Big again... I am not starting up with Big again! Well, if you do, I don't want to know anything about it. I mean it, Carrie. No calls, no crying. Oh, what are you going to do, Miranda? Are you going to cut me out of your life like you did to Steve? What? The first sign of any little weakness or flaw, and you just write people off. My God, Miranda, you are so judgmental. <gasps> oh, what, you can say that I'm pathetic and needy and I can't say anything to you? You know, everybody's not as tough as you, Miranda. Pete, some of us make mistakes. 
perfect. That's just perfect. Walk away. It's all my fault. But wow, what a moment. What a moment. A moment most pleasing to me in terms of depictions <laughs> of friendship. Because who amongst us hasn't been both Carrie and, and Miranda in this? Actually, I don't 100%. think you've ever been Miranda. I feel yes, like mostly people are like, look, oh, well, with your new roommate? With a ton, with not, I'm not going to say like a ton of my friends, but I have been um, like that with my friends before. Where I'm like, you got to stop. Like, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. I mean, I've definitely, and shout out to my friend Amanda. She's very big Miranda energy here. I am typically like, I'll support you, whatever. But then sometimes I do, you do have to just simply say, well, I'm yeah, like, do whatever you want, your... but I am not like that part where she says, like, don't call me. Like, no, no phone. Like, you well, know how I feel about this. You need to find a new resource because I can't do this with you anymore. Well, and I mean, we saw earlier in the episode when they're helping Charlotte with her apartment, they'd say like, oh, my God, Carrie, you're miss obsessed. Like, you constantly are obsessing about big. You're constantly they told the bitch to go to therapy because they were tired of hearing about her already. Right. I have to tell you, I don't do that. I usually just spiral silently. I'm more of an internal spiraler. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're lucky if you know anything that's going on in my life. Big Sagittarius energy. Yeah. Very secretive. Have dated Mm -hmm. people and just been like, seen them later with a friend and they're like, that guy gave you a cold shoulder. I'm like, I dated him for a year. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry about him. Yeah. But... Yeah, I love that scene between them because you, like you said, you really have been both of them. Um, You know, and the part that really gets me is like when Carrie says that she's judgmental and Miranda gets upset and Charlie's like, Charlie, or Carrie, Carrie, excuse me, is like, what you can say I'm all of these things, but like I can't say anything about you. Like that's yeah. not how friendship works. Like you don't get to just talk to me however you want. What I appreciated about uh, I appreciate about it also is is that they're equally weighted. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I really love to bring it to our other favorite TV show, Gilmore Girls, is, yes. is that Lorelai and Emily are not equal equal fighters. Like Emily is a sniper, and Lorelai's mm-hmm. got like a handgun. Mm-hmm. Where her like I mean that kitchen scene in the revival where Emily like literally eviscerates her and says like Mm -hmm. oh luke has to do everything and no one can like make a mistake because you'll point it out why don't you go back to your town where where everyone like holds you up and the worst thing lorelei can say is you're awful (laughs) like it's like like those aren't the same levels of like just picked at every insecure thing you've got and you just gave a general statement right and it's like here, though, I feel like they both really are saying the things that they've wanted to say to one another, but out of love mm-hmm. have not. And it's just like yeah. there are certain times where it's like, okay, fine, you want to be a bitch. I think you're judgmental and you threw Steve away. Yeah. And I think Do you think come... she did? Do I think she threw Steve away? No. Okay. You can't also, you're supposed to throw garbage away. That's literally what you do with it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't agree with Carrie there. I don't think Miranda threw Steve away. I think... She let that man sleep on his couch until he found a new place and he stayed out late and fucked somebody else. Ugh, Jessica. Steve is a disaster of a man. Mm -hmm. uh, But I think Carrie has like a sweet spot for Steve because she will also like 
really in a way I've always had problems with in the first movie, basically say like, Steve's a great guy. He did one bad thing. Like, is it really? I'm like, this is not what you say to your friend who's been cheated on. No, no, like, I, not I at think all. Carrie has all. Which is why, in some ways, we like we all were kind of scratching our heads and just like that, like, could this happen? Right. Like, there was a moment where we were like, Be- mm. because she's always really liked Steve, as, mm-hmm. and I think she will say, I've always really liked Steve. At, right after Miranda says he cheated on me with this woman, it only happened, and she's like, I've always really liked Steve. Although, no, maybe Charlotte says that these women are really caping for. What does this man have? On all of yous. The he's it's just me and Miranda a, who are like absolutely not. He's got a grip on on these women the and on this man has. Yeah. Um, but I just I love the scene. Of course, like right, we've seen them fight a little in the beginning mm-hmm. of season two, and we're barreling towards the big fight at the end of the show. Um, but they always come back together. And I really appreciate in this one how her it does always though take another experience for Mir- Miranda doesn't really do a lot of self-reflection like the last no. time we fought into her ex-boyfriend and had her own freak out and that's mm-hmm. what it's not like she's ever sitting at home and just like I was really harsh like yeah no she always has to like experience something first to, and then and like Steve has to say like you yeah your judgment you were pretty bad and you probably were mean to mm-hmm. Carrie so apologize and so yeah. she does and I really love that she says just do not let him kiss you like that is where you lose your mind mm-hmm. yeah and so she careful. heads in mm-hmm. to have lunch with Big and he tries to kiss her and they fall in that disgusting pond oh my god that fucking duck pond and I was throwing up chemistry Chemistry. They are having so much fun. Even though I believe Sarah Jessica Parker, like, foot is bleeding at this point. Yeah, she she's cut like, her foot I, while filming. She's never had more fun than when she's in that pool. He's looking at her like they're in together. love. When oh, he jumps in cool. after the to get the bag and she just bursts into laughter. Yeah. It's you know, Chris Nook is a garbage man, but they do have yes. good chemistry. There's yeah. also a great moment in. I think it's, yeah, it has to be the first movie because I think it's their engagement party. And mm-hmm. someone makes a joke about Big being really old and Sarah Jessica Parker laughs. And you can tell, like, and then he, lo- they just have such easy, casual and sexy chemistry. Mm-hmm. And so they head back to his apartment. That red fucking wall. Torture. That red wall. I mean, Big taught me about accent walls as a young child. Mm-hmm. Tell me a lot. And what not to do. I don't know. I like that red wall. Chris, you don't. I do. I've always wanted mm, one. Oh my god. But like in an office. I don't think it's appropriate for a bedroom. Okay. Yeah, it's really aggressive. Very. But you know, Big's an aggressive guy. You know, he's quite yeah. successful. Let's hear <laughs> a bit of their conversation and then close the episode out. Okay. Was it all my fault? No. It wasn't all your fault. Man, we really screwed that up. What were we thinking? I have no idea. Fuck. I was counting on you for answers. <sighs> How you doing, kid? Pretty good. How you doing? Good. Aside from the fact I feel like I've been through a war. Really? We're like war buddies. War buddies in Calvin Klein robes. Hey. <laughs> I hate to admit this, but 
I kind of like living alone again. Why doesn't that surprise me? Nice to go. Don't you want to stay a while? I can't. Why? Because, sweet friend, you and I are like that red wall. It's a good idea in theory, but somehow doesn't quite work. Mm. The chemistry on this on this bed. They both look great and they're Calvin Klein white robes. Mm-hmm. And I love this. And look. If we didn't, and of course, right, we're doing this podcast having seen everything, having seen and just like that, we know he passes. Mm-hmm. I really feel that if I was watching this originally, if one of us was, you could almost truly think that we are releasing big, like that he is now yeah. going to, like, we are not going back there. I mean, they've never been in more of a situation to have sex than right now. And the way she calls him my dear friend. Mm-hmm. It just feels like they are finally letting it go. I will say you and I were kind of wrong last week when we said that Big and Carrie never talk about their affair. Now, I think they should have talked about it a little bit more explicitly here. It's kind of all like, yeah. what did we do? What? And you can almost say, like, are they talking about their full relationship and not really the affair? Right. I don't know. And it there's so much growth here with Carrie. like And Big. And Big, where she's like, not talk, let's not forget him. You know, and she's just like, you know, this it doesn't work, like, we just don't work. We, yeah, um, I, it feels incredibly mature, and but they love each other, and right, like, she will describe, I believe, does he, does he leave? He, yeah, he leaves at the end of season four to go to California, and when yeah. she tells the girls, he will, she will say there's this great man in my life and he's leaving. And I think this is really the beginning of that, like Mm -hmm. letting go of the angst and the toxicity. Um, I mean, he is the man who will offer her some amount of money next season to buy that shit apartment. Yeah. Like he becomes, this really is the transition of him becoming more of like that big figure in her life rather than like you said, like the toxic relationship, anxious girl that she was with him before. Yeah, it takes a bit of, um, you know, becoming friends for them to finally get to where they need to be. And for Big to also respect her, because I'm not sure he does currently. Or did. Right. Or did, yeah. Hour. No, I agree. Um, And so ultimately the episode ends with them all on that roof. And Carrie in voiceover says, don't worry, they have a lovely life. Mimicking the woman or the veterinarian earlier. And I cried. I don't know. I find there to be something so joyous about this ending of season three in a way that, um, and frankly, I remember, and when I think of season three, I'm thinking a lot of this ending of them on that roof drinking flirtinis, all looking great. And mm-hmm. that kind of um, joy that can come from friendship in a way that hasn't really been seen at the end of season one when Carrie's on the street mm-hmm. crying her eyes out. And then the end of season two, where she's on the street claiming she's strong, but innerly in a wreck because of Big. Yeah. This one just feels like, oh, we, we've it's like earned more celebratory. this celebration after three mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And the show has this kind of cotton candy, 
oh my God, I want to be in this world vibe in a way that yeah. just wasn't there for me in season one and two and that they clearly will build on in season four. And what's really I'm excited for is to give Samantha more to work with next season, oh, yeah. like with Richard. And then, because I mean, if you think about it, the last three seasons, the other women have really gone through like a lot of relationship stuff. And Samantha kind of really, she's, she's been the date of the week girl. Yeah. Yeah, so we haven't I'm had, she hasn't had an, things. although I guess she had James. Yeah, but that was like, But I will say I most know. of that relationship, right? He's introduced at the end of season one. And then, and then it's the gone end. by the first two episodes, two or three episodes of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so even that feels, it feels weighty because it's introduced and then there is a weight almost. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that there's... Um, a lot there there we consider it's not like samantha changed in her relationship with um james although i do love at the end of season two when she says i miss james i miss james yeah well you liked the fashion in this one i i I didn't see a look to wrap my head or heart around with the i loved it all i think they looked great on the rooftop i thought they looked amazing oh i mean that's an iconic carry moment yeah Um, short shorts the crazy sprayed top yeah, I love the pink top. I loved Miranda's strapless dress that she wore when they ran into Stephen Aiden. Um, Charlotte's, Aiden green, Charlotte's green, um, like lingerie dress that she was wearing with big, or not big. Oh my God. Um, Trey. Um, Samantha, nothing really stuck out for me. No, for Samantha, I'm into her fashion back next season. Yeah, she's, nothing's going on there. Then in terms of the men, we had Steve, Aiden, Big, Samantha's guy, and Trey. Who are you going for? I'm going for Sammy Jones's guy. I knew it. Just for the ass. <laughs> I knew it. No, he was disgusting. I'm going to go. If you fucking go with Steve because of that scene at the noodle shop with his little crunchies. No, I was going to go for someone worse. Aiden. Big? Nothing wrong with Big? Well, well some... I said Aiden. Ah! why i don't know there was something about him being drinking beer casually that like really like i was kind of into it i didn't really like his like weird mustache but i kind of missed him that greasy hair fuck all his did you see his rings yeah i did they gave him one more they fucked him they yeah they were like put it on your pinky what would you give this one out of 10 it's hard because it's tough. You know, there's a I lot want to of... give it a 10 out of 10. But I know. I can't. So okay. I got to give it. Can I'm we giving give it, it like a, nine. a 10, but like with, with an, an addendum? With an yeah. asterisk. Yeah. Okay. This is a 10 out of 10 episode with an asterisk that it is a hot fucking garbage mess of transphobia. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not acceptable. Horrible. But damn if the other three storylines aren't firing on all cylinders. Right. What are your final thoughts on season three? I cannot believe we finished another season of this show. I know. I'm happy. Like, I'm excited to move on to season four, bigger and better things. Do you think it lived things. up to our memory of it? Because we were talking about season three like we were going to be in like, our fucking bag all year. Then we, no. we hated most of it. Yeah. I. It didn't live up in the sense of like, oh, my God, I love that. Like, it. There was just really, when I say I love season three, I mean I love three episodes. I mean the cheating arc. <laughs> right, like that's it. At the um, end of the day, when I said season three, I mean I love John Slattery and I love the cheating arc. That's about it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Do you Let have a favorite rate. episode you remember from this season? Mm. You really loved um, the one where you loved Easy Come, Easy Go. I love Easy Come, Easy Go. Yeah. I would probably say my favorite would be Don't Ask, Don't Tell, um, where she mm. finally tells him, and it's Charlotte's wedding, and we figure out about the impotency. But both of ours are going to be in the cheating arc. Yeah. <laughs> and Not, I think no we answer, did, but... it doesn't this hold This was probably up. the I'm... most problematic season. Yeah. You think? <laughs> Because we got a lot of hits in this one. I mean, I think was this bisexual? Yes. Then the next episode after black that was... and trans, we really boom, 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 yeah. it kept coming. <laughs> Vince Vaughn knocked. <laughs> God. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. At least Matthew McConaughey was there to save us. And I oh think we God. can both agree that while we probably spent the first two seasons of this show saying this is our favorite season and we couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hold up to our favorite season vibes. And I'm really looking forward to four, which is my new favorite season of this show. Yeah. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Yeah, like I'm a little nervous. Please don't drag us, guys, when we get to the first episode of season four and they're like, "Uh, it's a two for me. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, what is this? Um, this? Because I would watch Sex and the City over and over and over again, obviously, but doing this podcast in your thinking about it a little bit more than you would just regularly watching it. It's really, it's really interesting. It takes you down a different road. No, no, simply podcasting reveals that you hate your favorite shows. It's true. Although though, that's not true. I still love this. No, I still love it. I still love this crazy show and I'm so excited for Richard Wright. I'm so excited. And we get I Choose My Choice, My Motherboard, Myself. Uh-huh. You we use Rogaine? We get, oh, the good, I mean, the the good, hey, bring it back to the good fight. One of my favorite, one of my, one of my favorite, favorite episodes. episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. You're fucking, you're it's... zipping here, you're zipping there. <laughs> like, she's like, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Where you been? It's so funny. And she's like, you use Rogaine? And he goes, it's preventative. It's preventative. Is, and is your hair falling out? Yeah, it's so fucking funny. It's really one of my favorite episodes. And I am excited to see Aiden come in like a fucking wrecking ball in that white oh shirt. God, he's so hot. Oh, you know who I'm excited for the return of? Um, JJ. Oh my God, not fucking JJ. <laughs> I can't. That my loser God. fuck. And I don't know what Rambo's up to for the early part of the season before she gets pregnant, but we'll find out. I guess dating Jim Gaffigan and looking at him shit yeah <laughs> oh god she's been through a lot what, remember the mm-hmm. the marks the skin marks <laughs> that fucking, also happened this season fucking oh steve god. man that guy throw him out garbage all right guys oh thank you god. so much for listening we hope you'll join us again next week we are taking a slight break and we're going to answer your questions before we get into season four so make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at uh, Bravo Historian on Instagram and I'm at Take Years Aloft on Twitter. Well, bye. We did it. Bye. A Huda Media Production.